Greetings uh, from uh, us here at First Lutheran Church, where we are uh, doing the Sermon Underwear podcast, and uh, where we take a look at the stories and the texts uh, and some of the questions and thoughts beyond uh, beyond the uh, normal text to give you a little bit better understanding of what uh, is underneath the sermons that we are preaching here at First Lutheran. My name is Perry Algard, and I'm here with Brian Jack. And our, our uh, texts for the next four weeks uh, will be on, on uh, basically on words. We'll be covering faith, hope, love, and joy. Uh, it seems like some of the, the texts that we've had uh, over the summer have been pretty heavy. And so we thought we would try to lighten it up a bit, and we'll see if that happens, going with some words that I think uh, might, might be what we all need, a little more faith, hope, love, and joy in this time frame. The, the verse from 1 Corinthians that we will go uh, and have all the, way, all the way through is 1 Corinthians 13, 13, and now faith, hope, and love abide, these three, and the greatest of these is love. Hey, so the first week we're looking at faith, and the, the scripture I chose to focus on the subject of faith is from Mark chapter 9, verses 14 through 27. When they came to the disciples, they saw a great crowd around them and some scribes arguing with them. When the whole crowd saw them, they were immediately overcome with awe, and they ran forward to greet him. He asked them, what are you arguing about with them? Someone from the crowd answered him, Teacher, I brought you my son. He has a spirit that makes him unable to speak. And whenever it seizes him, it dashes him down, and he foams and grinds his teeth and becomes rigid. And I asked your disciples to cast it out, but they could not do so. Jesus answered them, You faithless generation, how much longer must I be among you? How much longer must I put up with you? Bring him to me. And they brought the boy to him. When the spirit saw him, immediately it convulsed the boy, and he fell on the ground and rolled about, foaming at the mouth. Jesus asked the father, How long has this been happening to him? And he said, From childhood. It has often cast him into the fire and into the water to destroy him. But if you are able to do anything, have pity on us and help us. Jesus said to him, if you are able, all things can be done for the one who believes. Immediately, the father of the child cried out, I believe, help my unbelief. When Jesus saw that the crowd came running together, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to it, you spirit that keeps this boy from speaking and hearing, I command you, come out of him and never enter him again. After crying out and convulsing him terribly, it came out and the boy was like a corpse, so that most of them said, he is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand, lifted him up, and he was able to stand. So again, in this four-part series, we're starting off looking here at the subject or the word faith and the question of uh, perhaps the, the question that I'm raising here with this is, where does faith come from or what's the source of faith? And so. Uh, it's laid out here in the story. A boy has 
not a boy, a, a father has a son who is ill with the spirit and brings him to be healed. And uh, Jesus says, um, or the, the man says, if you can heal him, uh, would you please do so? If you are able, um, heal him. To which Jesus, of course, <laughs> scoffs at and he says, if, if you are able, and then he goes on to say, all things can be done for the one who believes. And uh, as I think about this story, I wonder about the faith that the man has beforehand. Um, when he brings his son to Jesus, he's asking the question, well, if you can do this. So obviously there's some doubt that's, that's present in that. And yet, uh, does Jesus depend on the amount or the quality of our faith uh, before he will react. It seems that the answer here is no, but that instead, um, then you have to ask the question, what was the status of the man's faith or belief after Jesus heals this boy? Um, so is it a matter of it takes a certain amount of faith and then Jesus will do something? The text seems to indicate that uh, Jesus doesn't operate that way. He's not waiting around for you to get to a certain level of faith and then he will take action, but instead, uh, even though he rebukes the man, if you are able, as if to say, of course, <laughs> of course I'm God's son, of course I am able, instead he heals the boy, and you then have to wonder what happens, you know, we don't get to hear, but the question I would ask is, what happened to the man's faith after the son was healed? Um, so it's almost as if it's, faith is not a prerequisite, and then Christ will respond or the level of faith is not a prerequisite uh, but instead uh, Christ sees and hears the need and responds and the faith grows in response to uh, what Christ has done you know we don't, we don't hear anything from the father we don't know how he changed uh, but I would imagine that his faith increased greatly there was no more ifs ands or buts about it after he saw his son healed that uh, his faith was definitely kindled and present after the fact. Uh, so that's that's kind of an initial direction that I'm thinking about going there with that. And uh, we can talk some about possession too and, and how we might think about that in our modern day here. But uh, Pastor Perry, what are your initial thoughts on this or questions that you think of as, as you hear this passage again? I think what struck me, you know, in terms of the, the question of whether we need faith or not, or a couple of other stories that that come out of scripture um you've got the one where the woman who is uh hemorrhaging for 12 years comes up behind jesus touches his cloak and ends up being healed um and he says great is your faith or your faith has made you well um, and my guess is that jesus bumped into a lot of people that day uh accidentally or people touched his robe that were not healed um, because they weren't maybe even thinking about or having faith or the idea that they, that they could be healed by Jesus. Um, so it makes me wonder if there is some part of us that, that does need to come asking or seeking, seeking um, God's restoration um, that, that might play a role in it. The, the guy, the, the guy, the father, the son, 
Yeah, I mean, there does seem to be some level of faith present there. And I think uh, there I kind of give away in my, my own thinking about it that we even think of faith in levels, um, even if you want to call it weak faith or the presence of doubt uh, in the Father is not an obstacle for Christ to work with. You know, Christ is, um, we might look at it this way, that across our story in scripture, God is uh, very willing to work with our weakness and in fact, almost seems to have a, a preference towards the weak, the poor, the lowly, um, even be it in faith that, uh, again, that's, that's not a hang up. You know, he, he kind of scoffs at it, but again, it doesn't keep him from uh, healing this child. And so maybe we look at it in the sense that this, the conversation, the subject of faith is more about what the faith is pointing to and the trust and the hope in that than it is about the degree or the level of the faith in the particular individual. And that seems to be, to me, what Jesus is lifting up here as well. It kind of flips the question. It's kind of like, could I do that? And then the, you know, the flip side of it is after seeing his son healed, I imagine the father saying, well, if he could do that, what couldn't he do? And what, what we don't get here is right after this little scene uh, in Mark's gospel, we have Jesus talking about uh, foretelling his death and resurrection, which leads us to the end of Mark's gospel, which again kind of begs this question all across Mark's gospel of um, asking what if in a different way. You know, and that's, this is where I would maybe talk about um, possession in a, in a perhaps a modern day sense that people would more readily grasp. I, I think it's a German term to talk about zeitgeist or the the spirit of the time or the the spirit of the culture and it seems we are in a very time of being possessed by the thought of what if um what if things don't go this way or what if they do go this way and then what to and being possessed in in that kind of thinking and um this passage but mark's gospel as a whole shifts us to thinking and and being caught up in a different kind of thinking from outside of ourselves that says, well, if Christ doesn't stay dead, if Christ conquers death and is raised from the, the dead and can overcome all our, our doubts and fears, then what couldn't he do? You know, to, to begin to ask what if uh, in a different way. If Christ is raised from the dead, if death, uh, you know, we, we always say death and taxes are, are a given. Well, if death is not an eternal given anymore, what else could God do? You know, we get to we get to ask that in a a hopeful way. Which, which gee, that ties in nicely to our next week's theme. So the the other story I was thinking about was the the paralytic and the four four friends who brought uh, the four friends bring the paralytic to Jesus, and he says, "Your faith, meaning the the faith of the friends." Uh, is what healed the man, not necessarily the man's own faith. Uh, so, yeah, that's a great story. Yeah, good example too. So, so where does yeah, where does faith play into to it, and and how uh, yeah that we that we are connected to it. You did uh, hit one thing that that I was have found uh, interesting and since I first heard it, and I don't remember where it was I first heard it, was that so often we look at faith and doubt as the opposites. But the real opposite is faith and knowledge. 
So if we know something, there is no doubt. When we have doubt, it takes faith to, to trust. So if you don't know that a rope is going to hold you as you swing across a river, it takes faith to trust that, it's, that it is going to do it. Um, but if you know that it is, then it takes no faith because you have the knowledge. So with faith, we have to have doubt. Well, that's, that ties in. Uh, now we can go back. I know I said we were past Job, but that ties so nicely with Job and what uh, Job's experience does with all of his knowledge. <laughs> he, he can't hold on to it anymore. He has a lot of things thrown into, cast into doubt and uh, yeah. left with, at the end with only faith that God can do something about all these things he can't understand anymore. Yeah, exactly. What's an experience that you've had that has grown your faith, or as we've talked about um, in the course of this podcast, that's maybe another way to think about it. What's an experience you've had that's deepened your trust that things are in God's hands and uh, that he's taking care of you, that he loves you, that he's looking out for you? What times have caused your faith to falter? When have you had a sense of losing that faith or, or growing more distant from God? And they could be the same thing. <laughs>